Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It is the 15th day of February. It's a Monday. I'm Michelle Martin with you. Asia Pacific stocks are starting the year of the ox off on a bullish note. Tokyo and Seoul are both up more than 1.6%. Sydney is trading 1% higher. Shares are receiving a boost from some strong economic numbers in Japan, where the economy grew more than expected in the fourth quarter of the year. Joining me now for all the market action is Ryan. And Huang, how was your New Year celebrations? Uh, it was pretty good. It's a long weekend. I love long weekends. How was yours? And it was also Valentine's Day. Yeah, I know. So a celebration on celebration. It was a really fun time. You know, I love good food and great company. And I also, uh, you know, enjoy the whole process of seeing the angpaos and then the kids, you know, rattling off these sayings. It's, it's very entertaining. Good fun. All right, this is Budget Week right here in Singapore. And as Finance Minister Heng Sui Kiet prepares to unveil the government's 2021 budget in Parliament tomorrow, investors are contemplating which sectors may benefit. For example, will the aviation sector receive continued wage support? Or will the government announce new initiatives to support plans for Singapore to be a green hub? Ryan, what are you hearing? Yeah, so this is closely watched because policies can change the direction of an industry. And of course, in line with that, that could affect the stocks of those companies in those industries. So just to give a bit of context, we've seen the STI so far this year up 2.9%. Will the budget this year be a big game changer for the STI? The broad consensus is probably not because it's not going to be the bazookas we've gotten of last year from last year, where we had nearly $100 million being spent this year it is unlikely to match those levels for a few reasons. And this is, is this will include the reasons of how this is going to be the first year of the new term of government. And typically in the first year, you would not get an, a very aggressive budget because they need to spread it out and balance also the budget, balance the budget as well. So looking at also the dry powder they are trying to plan for maybe future stimulus measures, they also need to be mindful of that as well. So going into this budget, expectations are we are likely to see targeted measures. And the ones that will be targeted will include likely those badly hit, like tourism, hospitality. So those sectors like aviation will be the ones getting support. So those sectors in turn will see some potential lift in their stock prices. If you look at the likes of SIA, airline caterer sets, aircraft equipment maker, SIA engineering. So those sectors could get a bit of a boost if you see maybe job support schemes being extended for those sectors. And if you look at what you talked about, the green story being more proactive in terms of environment measures and also some 5G technology. So that is another sector to look out for. And one of the companies in that sector that plays quite big there is ST Engineering. So that could be a play on that theme. Conversely, property and banks may not get the same lift that they got last year because the loan covenant waivers and tenant relief measures may not be playing out well for these companies like Capitaland, CityDev, Maple Tree Commercial Trust. So those companies will also see additional headwinds with the continued work from home trends that are likely to continue this year. You know, with people staying at home, you won't be getting the same traffic going to the CBD area. 
people going shopping after work. So that is going to be additional headwinds for the property sector. And quite similar story as well for the retail sector. Um, so that will be closely watched to see if there's going to be any goodies, maybe an additional rate packet, but probably it's going to be quite tough to call if um, the government's going to be as generous as in previous years to give cash handouts to boost set spending. So mm. that will be one to watch if we are going to get cash handouts. And that, of course, would be good news for retailers like Sheng Xiong and anyone else in the retail sector. All right, well done. Now, last year, DPM Heng addressed Parliament six times on spending plans. In interviews this year, Heng has quipped that his wish for 2021 is one budget. Many analysts are expecting the budget to be in deficit again this year, perhaps as much as 6.5% of GDP. Now, in addition to the short-term measures to address the continuing impacts of the pandemic, analysts are also going to be watching out for more details of longer-term initiatives as Singapore plans to launch a series of big-ticket infrastructure projects. So, Ryan, what will investors be looking out for on this front? Yeah, the trick or trickiness of funding big-ticket items is how do you spread it out or allocate the expenses, right? Do you tax the current generation of taxpayers or do you spread it out over many years? And this is the balancing act the government will need to address. And it will be watched to see how they tackle this tricky problem and what creative solutions they might come up with. And one of the, one, one of the measures that might appear or emerge is bonds and tapping investors interested in just investing in infrastructure. So, for example, a big ticket item like electric car charging points, another airport terminal, if it does come to pass next time, that could be something that uh, infrastructure bonds could be helping to support in terms of funding. So, the infrastructure bond market could be something that could see a boost following this budget. And... This is going to be watched for plans like the long-term initiatives that the government has in mind to build the electric charging points. And I think the plan now is to have 60,000 public charging points by the year 2030. So a lot of infrastructure spending on that part. So this could be something that could just spur another bond market um, segment in infrastructure. Yeah, it would be an interesting development because um, Singapore-based projects tend to be funded by corporate balance sheets because of liquidity in the bank loan market right now. I want to give you an overview. There's going to be live reporting and commentary about the budget on Money FM all day tomorrow. And you can also join me on the Straits Times, Facebook, YouTube and Twitter channels just before and just after DPM Heng's speech for a panel discussion with a slew of industry experts. So do join me then. In other news, one of the biggest movers in financial markets over this Chinese New Year period has been without doubt Bitcoin. The cryptocurrency approached the 50,000 US dollar mark before easing off a bit. Now, last week, we talked about how Tesla has bought 1.5 billion US dollars worth of Bitcoin. And now the cryptocurrency is gaining even more attention from Wall Street. What's the latest, Ryan? Yeah, the latest is Bitcoin approaching the $50,000 mark and very, very close. In fact, over the weekend, it was 14, over $49,000 for the first time. And this is off the back of a couple of things. You've got a lot of interest in Bitcoin right now coming through from the likes of Tesla CEO Elon Musk. And the latest, you've got a couple of companies also talking about 
being involved. Last week, we had MasterCard saying they might open their network to allow users to tap that cryptocurrency um, um, cryptocurrency network as well. And you've also got the latest Morgan Stanley considering whether to bet on Bitcoin. And you also have BNY Mellon. This is a financial institution. They are forming a team to look at how they can hold or be a custodian for traditional and digital assets. That would include Bitcoin as well. So a lot of mainstream adoption driving the long-term, I guess, expectations of how Bitcoin might be more mainstream. Indeed. The price of a Bitcoin has nearly tripled over the past three months. It is currently trading a bit shy of uh, $49,000 a coin. In other crypto news, Dogecoin, the currency that started as a joke, but more recently received a big boost from Elon Musk and other celebrities as well. So Dogecoin has suffered a sell-off. It is down about 20% from its record high a week ago. Ryan, what do you make of this? Yeah, just to give you the prices first, uh, last week, sometime in last Last week, we saw it at around 8 plus cents, nearly 9 cents per coin. Uh, right now, it's just under 6 cents per coin. So it's a more than 20% plunge. And going by most market definitions, that is now in a bear market. So a big turnaround after being boosted by some tweets from celebrities like Elon Musk, Snoop Dogg, and billionaire investor Mark Cuban. So a lot of hype last week and that is now dying down. So I'm sure some people are not surprised that, hey, Dogecoin with no fundamentals, no utility value as what you might see in even other cryptocurrencies. So it has to kind of fizzle at some point. So no surprises there for skeptics of Dogecoin. Yeah, the dog is back in the cage. All right, let's segue to equities. Now, financial markets in China, in Hong Kong, in Taiwan, they're closed today for the Chinese New Year. U.S. markets are also closed this evening for President's Day. So it may be a slow day of trading across the region. So Ryan, in those markets that are open, what are investors going to be looking for as we start the Year of the Ox? Yeah, you've got a couple of things. Um, so why we have going into this week is last Friday's leads from Wall Street. We did see another round of record closes after Wall Street major benchmarks squeezed out some small gains. So going into the Monday action, we had a rather strong start to the openings. And you've got Asia markets higher with Korea up by 1.5%. Japan around that level as well. Also lifting Japan's numbers for the markets is the fourth quarter GDP beat. So that was another boost for Japan. Um, going into the corporate events, uh, you've got Kirin Holdings, Japan's biggest brewer. So they will be announcing their results today and they'll be facing a couple of questions, including their involvement in Myanmar because they have a joint venture there to uh, make beer. Also in focus will be the TSMC chairman. So he is expected to discuss his company's roadmap in terms of building the next the future for chip technology and what his company is going to be focusing on. And also later to the end of the week, you've got the G7 leaders meeting online. So US President Joe Biden will, meet, will be meeting his group of seven counterparts to discuss, among things, how they will deal with China. So that will be closely watched for markets uh, for this week. 
And as you heard at the top of this broadcast, Japanese shares also receiving a boost this morning from some strong economic numbers. Japan's economy grew 12.7% on an annualized basis in the last quarter of the year. All right, Ryan, when is the last time that you bought something electronic? Maybe earbuds, maybe a PC? Uh, last, last week. Really? What did you buy? I bought a pair of headphones. Oh, okay. Conscience cancelling headphones. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, local retailer Challenger has reported blowout earnings despite the lack of its usual trade show last year, Ryan. So what's fueled Challenger's good numbers? Yeah, so this is a, an interesting article in the Business Times, Ryan. And this is around how Challenger's uh, latest annual results for the financial year 2020 was better than expected. And it is interesting because if you look at the revenue numbers, they actually fell 18% to $270.8 million. So this was, of course, no surprise. You had the economy going through its worst recession in decades. So many companies, including Challenger, did not do well on the revenue front. But on the profit front, it actually posted a higher net profit of 32%. So it's good. It's, it's raises the question, how did they make more money even though sales were down? And going into the lines of the financial statements, it becomes more apparent. It was boosted by government grants like the job support schemes and many other policies that helped many other companies. So just looking at how the the um, segment was lifted by a couple of things. You got the job support scheme. Uh, that is now lifting its numbers higher with um, some subsidies. And this raises the question, how much do you help companies in tough times? Uh, will this latest budget be another extension of job support scheme to help the companies um, tide over these tough times? And also, how many other types of companies or how much do these corporates benefit from the taxpayers in these corporate um, help, these uh, subsidies that we saw last year? Yeah, very important point as we contemplate the potential tapering of some of these uh, help schemes like the job support scheme and the wage credit scheme. The Business Times has a great piece, by the way, about Challenger's business in today's newspaper. You can check it out. In the meantime, Challenger shares enjoyed a double-digit gain last week. They rose 11%. So, Ryan, how are Challenger's shares doing this morning? Yeah, if we saw the action after Challenger's results were announced sometime last week, uh, right after the results were announced of the 32% jump in net profit, we saw a 9% jump in its share price. And looking at how Challenger is doing right now, it is still flat around 53 and a half cents. So no big moves yet. But of course, uh, look out for how the action might be after the budget and whether we might see any policies that could help Challenger. And it's interesting because we've been talking about how Challenger's... Um, Financial year in 2020 was boosted by some of the government government measures. Mm. So the absence of government measures, will we then in turn see a negative reaction to its fortunes? So that would be an interesting story to see it panning out in 2021. Indeed. Let's check in on the local, uh, the broader market right now, because last week the Straits Times Index made some marginal gains, rose a bit more than half a percent. So how is the SDI starting off the year of the ox this morning? Okay, last Friday, or rather last Thursday, we saw STI flat, 
And right now, we are seeing it in line with the rest of the region. It's in the green by around 0.5%, 2,940 points. And some of the top movers in the morning, you've got the local banks in the green. And UOB is up by 0.6%. And OCBC up by 0.8%. And DBS up by 0.4%. And we are also looking at Gunting 0.6%. And also SIA in the green by 0.5%. So those are some of the stocks in the tourism and hospitality sector that could be seeing more targeted measures being announced in tomorrow's budget. Mm, it's going to be a big day for all of us. Again, keep it tuned right here to Money FM 89.3. And also you want to check out the Straits Times, YouTubes and Facebook channels and Twitter channels as well uh, for make, you know, to make sense of the budget even as the numbers are released live. This has been Market View. Before acting on the information on Money FM. Please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.